Hello everybody, this is Maggie for Introverted Improvisers and welcome back for part two of our special project using poetry as a tool to drill and strengthen our flexibility, vocal clarity, timing, phrasing and making our words count. This week we have four completely different poems starting at the very beginning of the 17th century, running all the way up to the very end of the 20th century and four completely different voices. You are in for a treat this week. So sit back, relax, that's right, you're getting used to the mantra by now hopefully, and enjoy the I.I. Voices. So, we open week two with a real and rare treat. You know that thing people used to say, oh, I remember where I was when Bambi's mum got shot. Well, I remember exactly where I was when I first heard this performer. It was a Thursday evening and an I.I. rehearsal. And instead of saying, hello, nice to meet you, I went, whoa, what was that? Because I was stunned at how resonant this performer's voice was. And I remember the image in my head was of a large cat, which is exactly why we gave Rashid the Tiger by William Blake. You're going to love this. The Tiger by William Blake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art Could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, What dread hands and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, In what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil? What dread grasp dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright, in the forest of the night what immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry oh see what i mean 
such a rich and resonant and apparently effortless sound. It's not effortless. That's a lot of training and a lot of intelligence to deliver with timing like that. Were we listening to Rashid or were we hearing the tiger? (laughs) You decide. So sticking with the theme of things in the night, we then go to one of the most sensual voices in improv I have ever heard, and it belongs to Sydney. Like no other performer I have ever worked with, Sid pays attention to words, how they sound, their weight. She puts air into the vowels and she uses consonants. Listen carefully, listen to the poem, but listen to how Sid delivers her words and how sometimes she times her phrases differently. It is incredibly effective. Enjoy. Words Wide Night by Carol Ann Duffy Somewhere on the other side of this wide night and the distance between us, I'm thinking of you. The room is turning slowly away from the moon. This is pleasurable. Or shall I cross that out and say it is sad? In one of the tenses, I singing an impossible song of desire that you cannot hear. See? I close my eyes and imagine the dark hills I would have to cross to reach you. For I am in love with you. And this is what it's like. Or this is what it's like in words. A masterful delivery in the value to be had in taking your time. Why do so many improvisers rush their dialogue on stage when the most powerful thing in a sentence is the silence? Who'd be in love if it's all that and all that heavy? Not me. I'd rather be addicted to coffee and live with my cat. But you jest. You say, well, of course I jest because we need to switch up the mood for the final pairing of Anne-Marie and Thompson. The final topic is the very tricky topic of death, but we approach it from two completely different angles. And as you can tell by the tone of my voice, we're starting with a tongue-in-cheek or ironic angle in the form of Anne-Marie playing Fester the Jester in Shakespeare's Twelfth Night as he tries to coax away the sorrows of Duke Orsino's 
half-sozzled, feeling sorry for himself, kicked to the curb man. And she can play the lute. Or was that underscoring we put in the back? Enjoy. Come Away Death from William Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Come away, come away, death, and in sad cypress let me be laid. Fly away, fly away, breath. I am slain by fair, cruel maid. My shroud of white stuck all with you. Oh, prepare it. My part of death, no one so true did share it. Not a flower, not a flower sweet. On my black coffin, let there be strewn. Not a friend, not a friend greet. My poor corpse, where my Bones shall be thrown. A thousand, thousand sights to save. Lay me, oh, where? Sad true lover, never find my grave. To weep, there. Oh, don't we love Fester? And Anne-Marie, what an incredibly brave and intelligent performer. How sincere do you think Fester would have been, being the most intelligent person there, underappreciated, totally unloved, and being made to troll out these pub songs for someone half inebriated who just doesn't really appreciate him at all? Woof! But now for the other and more serious side of the theme of death in poetry and an autobiographical poem by fabulous Scottish poet Douglas Dunn. When it's about real life, who better than our very own Thompson? Prepare to be moved. Kaleidoscope by Douglas Dunn. To climb these stairs again, bearing a tray, might be to find you pillowed with your books, your inventories, listing gowns and frocks as if preparing for a holiday. Or, turning from the landing, I might find my presence watched through your kaleidoscope, a symmetry of husbands, each redesigned in lovely forms of foresight, prayer, and hope. I climb these stairs a dozen times a day and, by the open door, wait, looking in at where you died. My hands, 
become a tray offering me. My flesh, my soul, my skin. Grief wrongs us so. I stand and wait and cry for the absurd forgiveness. Not knowing why. The skill of timing, intent, and demonstration that less is more. What an incredibly moving and powerful piece by a phenomenally talented voice artist. I hope you've enjoyed that and all of them. Do you have a favourite? Let us know. Perhaps this can expand your improv practice and training because remember, improv isn't always performance, but it is always a practice. Join us next season for another round of poetry, but until then, look after yourselves and each other.